Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, this is the National Football League, and I think you see it every week where it doesn't matter. You can throw the records out the window. And I think one thing that's always important for us is we kind of keep the focus on ourselves and making sure that we're playing up to the standards that we have set for ourselves. And I don't care who you're playing, when you're playing, where you're playing, you have got to uphold that standard. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur. Welcome back to the program. Hey, uh, it is a Friday. And uh, I've been a big proponent of supporting local, uh, a lot of local restaurants and bars and fish fries and such. And our friends at Stenny's, obviously, Stoli's, Social House. I mean, plenty of places in my area. I'm going to do some things tonight, as a matter of fact, try to support some local. And a lot of good fish fries, a lot of good people. And uh, if you can get out and support them, you know, by all means, do so. Uh, I, I fully, fully believe in that. So, uh Try to uh, get out this weekend and enjoy yourself a little bit. Do it safely. But if you can continue to support local bars, restaurants, bartenders, and such, uh, man, it really does uh, help out and keep that in the back of your mind. In the meantime, our good buddy Mike Clemens uh, making the appearance on the program, wrapping things up on a Friday. Michael, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's, uh, you know, look, it's a game that the Packers should, for all intents and purposes, win, correct? Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of stats against the Jaguars. Like uh, the franchise has been around now 25 years, they are 0-10 in games that are 50 degrees or less. So it's going to be cold, windy, and in the 40s. So that puts them off. They were just in the AFC Championship game in 2018, and since then they're like, I don't know, 11-30 or something. They started off this season, thought they'd made some changes, um, uh, the right changes uh, on their squad. They beat the Colts. Colts looked great last night, didn't they? Yeah, they did. You know, and I've when I've seen the Colts, and they're coming up next on the schedule for Green Bay down in Indianapolis, always been impressed by their defense. Just waiting for Phillip Rivers to sort of get his act together in Indy. And, man, you know, they, they just throttled the Titans in the second to in the fourth quarter last night. That's the last team that these Jaguars uh, beat. They lost twice to the Texans. They came close last week. Now, Matt LaFleur, of course, he's got to motivate his team about, hey, you know, you got a 1-17 coming in here at home, at, at 1-7 team coming here at home. And there's this stat this year that's weird. With these empty stadiums, the road teams have won more games in the NFL this year than the home teams. 
And Matt LaFleur was asked, are you aware of that stat? I want to say the visiting teams have five more wins than the home team. So when you're in your home stadium, there's an element that you're used to feeding off the energy of the fans. And especially in our case where where we don't have anybody there, I think it's important that we're mindful of that and that guys really focus their attention and encourage one another to bring the most juice they can. Because I think when guys have energy flying around, we're going to give better effort and good things are going to happen. He's right. I mean, you know, if you got good energy, you're prepared. Everything, you know, that he says is on point. But it's just a weird statistic that in this year of COVID, home teams aren't winning those games. And what you normally rely upon with sound and energy and such, you're not getting it. So Doug Marone, uh, they moved on from Nick Foles. He got picked up by the Bears. Gardner Minshew, he's got several little fractures in his right thumb. And so now they're talking about, well, when do you think you can get him back? And Marone is like, well, I got to see him throw the football first. So, in the meantime, they're getting a look at this Jake Luton that came out of Oregon State. He's six foot six, tall kid, pretty good arm. I mean, he's throwing some some deep balls that look like Justin Herbert out with the L.A. Chargers. And it, last week was his first game filling in, uh, starting against the Texans. So uh, Marone was asked. They have this thing called coffee with the coach, Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid thing they do in Jacksonville. So Marone wakes up this morning. He's getting these questions saying, is this going to help your rookie quarterback playing in an empty Lambeau field? Yeah, I mean, I thought about it last week. You know, I think that's 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 obviously less pressure. You know what I'm saying? When you don't have fans, you know, know, for a young quarterback. Um, So I agree with that. I mean, I've been up there, you know, you know, once we played him when I was in New Orleans up in there. And I think it's, you know, it's a great place. I mean, it's a. you know, they, they, they've really done a nice job there. It's, it's all about football. It's all about the Packers, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to see that because of the history. I'm, I'm big on the history. You know, I've got a bunch of, you know, Vince Lombardi stuff, you know, in my collection. So, um, you know, I think, you know, there's a moment that you go there when you're driving up, you think about everything that's occurred up there. And then, you know, then obviously the professionalism, you just kind of stop and you just go play, you know, but I think that, you know, early in the year, I didn't know how I was going to react to, uh, you know, no fans. You know, I thought, you know, you'd be so focused and everything that's going on with the game that you wouldn't really, you know, notice it. But, you know, in pregame, even when you walk into the stadium or you're going to a stadium, um, you know, I, you know, the more thought I put into it, it, it is quite different, you know, than, than anything else I've ever really experienced. Doesn't Isn't it affect a shame? The, the game, though, but it, it's just just trying to give you guys a little insight of how it feels. Isn't it a shame, Mike, that uh, there won't be any mooning on the way into the stadium as a young no. quarterback? You don't get a chance to experience the pasty white heinies that tend to point in your direction. Marone was an offensive <laughs> lineman. He played for the Saints, yeah. yeah. And I th- I've been telling you for, for two years, I think the guy's a buffoon. I can't believe he got the job. I can't believe he's still holding on to the job. We'll see what happens at the end of the season. And we'll talk about all the guys that he's let go through that place that now are currently employed by the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing with uh, coffee with the coach, Bill. Uh, a little question and answer. One of the reporters down there in Jacksonville was asking about you know the depleted uh, Packers backfield and you know if that helps them. Listen to this. Um, looking at their game last week, where obviously I think they had two or three healthy running backs. How do you prepare for a team like that? Well, not that way right now. I mean, at full strength. So. Um, you know, we, we have a ton of respect for them. They're explosive. 
got one of the best quarterbacks to play the game, you know, and um, running backs back, left tackles back. Got probably one of the best receivers in the league. Um, got speed on the outside. They got size. They got uh, they can block. They can run. They got a Pro Bowl left tackle. I mean, it's just they're loaded. So you know, it's a great challenge for us. So we've got to come up there and we've got to play extremely well. They're loaded. Well, I mean, I'm always intrigued. A guy that's lost seven games in a row, this sometimes can be kind of fun, you know, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. out, to to just sort of sit back and enjoy the dysfunction. It makes you appreciate what the Green Bay Packers have done for the last 28 years right? as well. And yep. so, you know, you're looking for, like, what is this guy telling his players? Because you know what, frankly, he, he inherited a Gus Bradley team, the one that went to the AFC Championship and lost, you know, by four points to the Patriots that year. And so Marone was asked, did he think, you know, last year, last weekend, they played the Texans pretty close with their new rookie quarterback. Uh, they, they couldn't convert on a two-point. They lost 27-25. to So Doug Marone said, hey, do you think you at least you make the, you've had this seven-game losing streak. Do you think you're getting close after that Texans game? You know, I'd love to answer that question, you know what I'm saying, the right way um, or, or truthfully. Like, I answer all my questions truthfully. Um, you know, but we're we're sitting here and, and 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 you know we've lost you know how many games in a row you you know what I mean so I don't I don't want to be one of these guys that you know and you know tries to you know the philosophy and doing all that stuff and um, but I do see improvement um, you know but it's obviously not at the rate that we need. Um, you know, these guys are working hard. We have no issues, you know, within in the building, um, you know, which gives us a chance. And they're playing hard. Um, you know, how much better we can get them in, in this period of time, you know, um, and try to win as many games as we can. That's that's exactly what we're trying to do. Uh, so it's I don't want to be that guy that comes out and after, you, you know, lose a game and it's like, oh, we're getting better. You know, I think that's, you know, people don't want to hear that crap. Um, I'm fired up, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know how to make that statement out. I'm not going to say we're getting better. We got room to get better, but we're not getting better. I'm not going to be that guy to say we're getting better. Boy, you're right. That's a lot of uh, coach speak there. He's got People a rookie don't want quarterback to hear that crap. That's six foot six with a big arm. He's got this right. rookie running back, John Robinson, who's five nine. You know, kind of quick and kind of shifty. And then he's got DJ Shark, who is into his third season. I think he was a Pro Bowl alternate last year. Now, this kid could be a stud someday. Uh, so he was asked, what's been the message from the coaches this week, you know, during this seven-game losing streak? Um, just to do our jobs, you know, individually. Uh, big thing for us is to have accountability and dominate, you know, our matchup. You know, it's it's, it's not going to necessarily be easy matchups. You know, they have some of the best players in the league. They're one of the best teams in the league. But at the end of the day, when we put our pads on, it's an expectation. Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. It's just it. There, there is. It's it's like listening to Siri on your phone, and Siri probably has more energy. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, Alexa has more energy on yeah. your. You know when you're talking to your home units. I, 
<laughs> Packers are going to win 35-17. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. we got Mike Clemens on the line with us, uh, kind of wrapping things up here on a Friday, getting you ready for the Packers and the Jaguars and a big weekend of sports as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Van Horn Automotive. Van Horn Automotive, they want to buy your car, and I've done it now with them at four different occasions. Uh, whether it's new, whether it's used, I bought, uh, I've gotten three trucks from them. I bought a, a Genesis from them. So, so many different things from Van Horn. You can get your service done right over the phone and get it booked and scheduled and finance it and then take it in. You're good to go. They're waiting on you. Come on. Here we go. It's just a good dealership, a good group to work with. Go to vanhornauto.com. That's vanhornauto.com. And uh, see what I've been talking about for a while. Again, go to vanhornauto.com. Family born and employee owned. vanhornauto.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. People don't want to hear that crap. Third down and 16, and this one is up for grabs and picked off. Intercepted by Raven Green, and he's thrown down inside the 40. Pressure by Preston Smith, and it pays off as Mullins just threw it up for anyone to take. The pressure you got to set up the Raven interception, can you kind of just take me through that play? Uh, well, you know, they snapped the ball. <laughs> I, I ran off the ball. I engaged in the offensive lineman. I disengaged in the offensive lineman. I hit the quarterback while he was attempting to throw the ball. He could not get the ball off the way he wanted to. It went up in the air. Raven caught it. Packers have the ball. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Tell me something good. There you go. That's uh, that's what you call a breakdown right there. I don't care who you are. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. It's going to get colder. You want four things with your windows and doors. One, you want them to be economical. Two, you want them to be, you know, beautify your home, beautify your environment. Three, add value to your home. And four, you want them to be secure. And there is no better windows, no better doors than our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com right now. You can get 5% off, same-day offer, with no money down, no payments, and no interest for two years on top of that. So uh, a great deal right now on a great product. That's uh, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Dot com. Joining us, uh, Mike Clemens, uh, our uh, Green and Gold Insider. And, uh, Mike, that is uh, a detailed breakdown by one Preston Smith. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's not vying for one of those play-by-play jobs or something like no. that after football anytime. Nope. But he did raise the, he did raise the issue in his presser that uh, there's something missing. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, we're 6-2, and two and, and, yeah, you know, we've, we've done a, enough to get it done on defense. But there is something missing, and people aren't talking about us like they were a year ago at this time. Even Aaron Rodgers said that the other day, like, hey, a year ago at this time, defense was winning games for us while we were trying to just you know, keep our head above water, learning the offense, executing the offense. And a guy who's emerging for me is young Kenny Clark, who's been humble, but now that he's been paid, I think he's just taking it upon himself like, you know what, I'm going to start I'm going to start knocking on people. I'm going to start going to people's lockers and going in front of guys and figuring out what's going on, that, that maybe they need to work as hard as I do in the weight room, as hard as, as I do during reps, during practice. And so Kenny Clark was bringing it when we talked to him because he was asked about, well, how do you think this defense has fared when you give up over 200 yards to Dalvin Cook and lose the game at home in the wind? Now, that was, 
you know, you were talking on the show about is this week a trap game? Um, I wonder if the Vikings game was kind of a trap game because it just it turned out to be a weird game for some reason. As Aaron Rodgers said, I don't know, man. I just we we, we scored two touchdowns and look at the clock and the first half's already over with. It's like where's the ball? And the wind was weird. It was just it was a weird off day. And the Vikings were desperate to get a win at one and five, but. The game that you played against this very depleted 49ers team, where is this defense at? Here's Kenny Clark. It's tough when, you know, you play against the Vikings and then the numbers are, are saying that they ran however many yards they ran and, and then the defensive line looks like they play bad and we need this guy and this guy to stop the run. I think we've been really playing playing really good football if you really actually watch film and turn on the tape. Uh, I think we've been knocking guys back. We've been getting all blocks. I think uh, our inter- interior guys, uh, especially, you know, these last couple of games, we've really been been doing a uh, great job, and a lot of guys uh, has been filling in and doing some great things. You know, the, the 49er game, none of us really had like the production that we wanted as far as like tackles and tackles for loss and all that kind of stuff. But the way we played the game, I mean, we we had guys four yards in the backfield and making the running back bounce around and bounce around blocks and all that kind of stuff. I mean. Uh, we've been doing some great stuff. Everybody, you know, uh, we got to just keep doing our job and just, you know, keep playing ball like we know how. Uh, I'm going to just keep doing a good job of just leading these guys and uh, being that guy that's that's coming in every day. You know, our practice working hard and uh, in the games, giving them all, you know, we're going to play ball how we know how. We always talk, Mike, about what is the, I don't want to say identity, but, you know, maybe that's the best way for it. What, what is it? You know, last year was the pressure coming from the, the Smiths and the bookends and the sacks and, and doing the dances and, and doing the Maybe it's just the year of COVID and you don't have that same level of energy in a locker room. That might be part of it. And everybody keeps talking about, man, you're just out there and it's quiet, you know, and you, you sort of need that energy to feed off of and you got to bring your own juice. But the other thing is is production. It's turnovers. And, you know, when your offense is scoring three touchdowns in the first half, then then that helps you open up the, the, the valve and jump on routes and, you know, shoot for the quarterback rather than wait for the running back to come out to you. You know, there's those, those kinds of considerations on a defense. But Kenny Clark knows that if, they, if they're serious about being a contender in the postseason – that this defense has got to have more of an attitude. And he, the, the younger kid goes to Preston Smith yesterday to say that, you know what, our defense is lacking identity. I think we've been really improving on on a lot of stuff, but I, we got to get back to, to intimidating guys and intimidating quarterbacks. I remember last year, just it felt like as soon as the quarterback got the ball from the center, it was like somebody was going to sack him, hit him, pressure him, or, or whatever it was. I was talking to Preston about that yesterday, man. We we got to get back to that, and we got time to do it. We got time to, you know, we got you know, eight games left. We've been winning, and the crazy part about it is, is we've been winning so many games, and and I don't feel like nobody's been like happy about like our performance or um, happy about you know where we at. I think we, we really got a lot of room to improve. If we can get back to to doing that and and having that mentality, getting you know when the quarterback gets the ball and they feel that rush, they feel us around him, and we can be able to stop the run and, and play that consistently. We're going to be a pretty tough defense to, to move the ball against, and we can get the ball. We gonna, That's when the turnovers are going to come. Uh, we got to get back to that and get uh, get rolling, and uh, we got a lot of time to do that. you, you got other guys that need to step up, too, though, up front, Mike, and he, they got to help Kenny out. He said that Montrevious Adams is doing a better job. He said that and that they can move Montrevious around to the three-technique, 
to the five technique, they're moving Kenny on the outside, too, because the thing is, since Kenny's gotten back these last two games, they're double-teaming him all the time. You know, he plays the first half against the Vikings, suffers the groin injury on that play where Jair Alexander got the pickoff of Kirk Cousins. He misses those games. He comes back, and he gets back on the field, and these teams are already scheming up for Kenny. And so he wants to get those sacks. He wants to make those plays behind the line of scrimmage. But he's got all these double teams. And as a matter of fact, he went to Mike Pettin, his defensive coordinator, uh, you know, and said, look, I'm being targeted with these double teams every game, and my production is down. What do I do? Yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean you, they just you got to talk to them about it. And I, I had a good conversation with Kenny, actually, um, earlier this week. And because and I, I, you could sense his frustration of, you know, here's a guy that's so, um, you know, loves football and, and, and got, got the big contract. And it's like, he, you know, he wants to, you know, he, wa- he wants to, you know, make plays and feel like he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's earning it. And it's, and it's tough. I told him, listen, you're not, you're not, uh, you're a victim of your own success at times that, that um, you're not sneaking up on any, anybody anymore, you know, after you, after you get a new contract and the, playoff run we made last year that that uh you know you weren't a you know you, you weren't a you know well-kept secret anymore that this was a guy that teams knew they when they when they watched the film they understand like hey listen we got to especially in the run game you know we got to get two hats on him or or um or or, or he's going to create some issues so uh no I, he's just got to keep it's tough he's just got to keep you know doing his job and and just and, you know just understand that that uh you know offenses are smart and they're gonna they're gonna try to take away what what we do best and negate our best players. And, and, and he's one of them. So the, the thing he doesn't want to do, and we talked about it and this, it's not in his personality anyways, to try to do too much and, and come out of structure and you know, try to make plays that aren't there. And it ends up affecting his, his, uh, his original responsibility. So uh, no, Kenny, Kenny's a prideful guy and, and uh, he'll be fine. I, j- I just know that there's, you know, he, cause he cares so much. There's that, there is that definitely that sense of frustration there. Yeah, Mike, uh, and I understand what they're talking about with with Kenny Clark, but I mean, this defense doesn't have to be top five. They just need to be near the top ten and sustain just enough to support what the offense is doing. Well, you know, and it's this thing about do you not give up the deep pass and roll the dice and try and get more sacks or try and get more plays behind them or do things that are going to create more turnovers? And why aren't you getting more guys to the ball if you see a ball carrier out there? Zadarius Smith has been kind of 50-50. He's been out there for weeks now on a bad ankle and been kind of low-key. He did talk to us earlier in the week. Uh, but, you know, I thought it was interesting when Aaron Rodgers said, yeah, the difference between midpoint last year and this year is the defense was winning the games for us, and now we'd like to think it's it's offense. And Adrian Amos, who's kind of become more of a defensive vocal leader with this team, we asked him if he, to react to what Aaron was saying about the defense winning them games. Says, and does the defense need to show that in the second half of the season? I mean, we're going to have to. That's not something I'm going to answer no. We're coming out there and, you know, with the intention of, uh, of playing, you know, great defense. And if we want to win, you know, moving forward, we have to um, step up. It's not likely that the offense is going to score 40 points every game. We have to go out there with that mindset that, that we have to be dominant. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to wrap things up when we come back. And we're talking with Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider. And then uh, we'll get you ready for the Packers and the Jaguars. Coming up, final segment of the Bill Michael Show for the week right after this. 
Wisconsin-wide. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. He's 6-2 right now with the injuries that we've had and the circumstances. Feels really good. Um, we're not going to relax or get complacent, though. We've got a, we got a tough road ahead of us and, and some big dreams down the line. Welcome back. Bill Michael's show continues on. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us. Aaron Rodgers there talking about the second half of the season. And, uh, and Mike, I mean, he really um, – you heard him this week and – Loves Nathaniel Hackett and dropped that little shade saying, well, if I leave, I hope he doesn't, unless I leave, of course, and, and which was rather interesting. And we've been talking about this like on the Thursday night huddle show, too. Good job with Rookie and Eric last night, by the way. Thank you, sir. Um, you know, I, I just can't believe the talent that has left Jacksonville, like Allen Robinson now with the Bears, and then um, guys like Mercedes Lewis with the Packers the last couple of years uh, after a career in Jacksonville. Uh, Tyler Irvin, now your return man, a wide receiver and running back. Alan Lazard, you know, your number two wide receiver. And Nathaniel Hackett, who worked for Doug Marone in Buffalo and then followed him in Jacksonville. And then they were struggling with Blake Bortles, at quarterback. And so Nathaniel said he got called in on Monday morning from the head coach, Marone, who thought, we're going to bench Bortles. Okay, right. And instead he said, yeah, we're benching Bortles and you're fired. I mean, he made Hackett the scapegoat. Unbelievable. Well, he's free and on the beach. Matt LaFleur gets hired in Green Bay, brings him in as offensive coordinator, and after a year and a half, Aaron Rodgers is asked, how's Nathaniel Hackett working out as your offensive coordinator? There, there's nobody in the building that brings me more joy or uh, is more fun to be around than Nathaniel Hackett. I knew based on his friendship with AVP, Alex Van Pelt, uh, that we were going to be friends just because Alex – He's such a great dude, and, and him and I had such a great friendship. Uh, I just knew Hack and I were gonna we're gonna bond, but he's become you know uh, such a close confidant and friend. Um, besides a fantastic coach, and I just really really can't express enough how important he is to our team in so many ways. Hack has been uh, a really important part of our culture change and a part of our success on offense. I love him. Hope he doesn't go anywhere, unless I do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. A little bit of shade. Nothing like throwing that in there at the very end. So, Bill, I asked Nathaniel Hackett this. Now, let me get this straight. Paul Hackett works for Bill Walsh and the 49ers in Joe Montana. Then he becomes a coach at Pitt. He hires some guy that's working overnight on the Pennsylvania Turnpike as a tight end assistant named Mike McCarthy. That's how McCarthy gets into college football coaching. He takes McCarthy with him to the Chiefs. And then, you know, years later, McCarthy becomes a head coach, hires Alex Van Pelt, the former Bills quarterback, and he's with Aaron Rodgers for five years. I think that when McCarthy fired Alex Van Pelt as Rodgers' quarterback coach, that's when the divide really began between Rodgers and McCarthy. And now here's Hackett back in, and Rodgers says that actually McCarthy introduced Paul Hackett, his dad, to him during the McCarthy years. So I asked Nathaniel, how has this happened? I mean, Paul Hackett, Mike McCarthy, Alex Van Pelt, now you you guys are all connected. Is it all because you're great football guys or what? Gosh. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if there is a true recipe. Um, I, I, I do think that there is a lineage um, the, the, fr- from this 
uh, West Coast realm. Um, the, this, the mindset of uh, how you talk to a quarterback, how you treat a quarterback, how you build up a quarterback, how you correct a quarterback. I mean, it starts all the way back with Bill Walsh on the things that he did. And then um, there's so many guys that have branched off from that. Um, I, and it's, it's that tree, you know, with, you know, being with Coach McCarthy and my father. And uh, then you look at Alex Van Pelt, who was there with them. Um, and then, you know, when, when Coach McCarthy gets his opportunity, you know, he brings on Coach Van Pelt. And Coach Van Pelt has uh, his opportunity. He allows me to come with him to the Buffalo Bills. And, and, and you kind of have all those people together, all with the same mindset, the same philosophy on how you're going to talk and coach the quarterback. And I think um, everybody kind of fits together. And I think that that's, I mean, me personally, I think it, it, it helps quarterbacks be, be great and, and makes, makes guys better. And, and I think that's just, just kind of how that whole philosophy has been. And then obviously uh, not only is it Aaron Rodgers, but it's the guys up front as well, Mike, who have been extremely versatile. Yeah, this is the line of the week. Billy Turner, who's you know your right tackle, has to play left tackle when Bakhtiari goes down. He was asked about, you know, what's that like having to change that position in game? And he referred to his time with Josh Sitton and the Miami Dolphins. Something that I heard Packers legend Josh Sitton say a few years ago in Miami, and that is, it's like wiping your ass with your opposite hand. And if you've ever tried that, I'm sure you know. Uh, I haven't. Something to do this weekend, Bill. Yeah, I go to the car wash. Put in 50 cents, I'm good to go. Mike, a pleasure as always, pal, okay? Thank you, big unit. Talk to you soon. Mike Clemens will join us for the Green and Gold postgame show immediately following the Packers and the Jaguars. You can listen to Mike's analysis and uh, locker room reports and such coming up right after the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.